Okay, yes, yes, we all know. There's the b the funny, oh, the funny joke. The funny joke from this game. And we, you know what I found uh, extra hilarious? The cake is a lie. Okay, ha, 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 ha. Hunter, we also, in a couple weeks, have to do Skyrim. And so we have to do this exact same intro. I think we just copy and paste this intro in because also uh, arrow and the knee joke. What What is... What is, is the, the arrow in the knee joke still around? I thought that no. was basically over. It's over, but like, so is cake is a lie. No, dude, people are still keeping the cake uh, as yeah, a lie gross. in their hearts. Uh, you know. Well, what about? That's what I feel like here, you don't understand. Here's what I would like to propose, because I think this is still around. But like, do all your base belong to us, or is that still relevant enough? I mean, do it. Can, can we still do that one? I don't know. Are we gonna do that game? Like, I, I, we would have oh, to do that game, not. I think, in order to to be allowed. Oh, okay. To well, do then, if we're joke. not doing that game, then we probably shouldn't be making any references to. <laughs> we to cannot that ever old reference internet. any game outside well, of our list. Well, why should we, Matt? Why yeah. should we be referencing? That's true. It? Yeah, I like There's the no idea that to. this show it is only the only games that exist are the ones that we have covered. We don't actually listen. Get to we're focused. Yeah. All right. This show has a laser sharp focus. <laughs> all right. Five stars. <laughs> laser sharp focus on these boys so is an example of a review you uh -huh. could pause me right now <laughs> five stars these boys have got a laser sharp focus these boys only see what's in front of them mm -hmm. as opposed mm -hmm. to all these other podcasts where they get lost uh -huh. they talk about all kinds of stuff the other day i was listening to uh 538 a podcast is supposed to be about p politics and, and polling data uh -huh. and they started talking about twilight imperium which is this stupid board game stay in your lane yeah listen talk about politics okay yeah. uh -huh. stay in politics i hate when all these political podcasts get not political that's my problem why is that never the Hey, 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 keep my politics in this politics podcast. Listen, keep my politics in this politics podcast. Keep That's your video games out of my politics podcast. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Splendid. Let's go. Do it. It's Go ahead. my turn. Continue. I get to do it this All time. All right. Have at it. Okay. Wait. And actually, I that was do it. shut up for a second. Sync. Okay. Shut up. Shut up. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to Portal. My name is Hunter Donaldson, and you are welcome to the program that you are listening to today. Is the Old Gamers Almanac, a show hosted by Hunter Donaldson and Matthew Martins. Featuring two losers who talk about video games, and we will rank all of them. Today, we are ranking the robo-puzzle game, Portal. Alright, that was special guest, uh, me. Thank you, Robot Hunter, for joining us. That was a splendid introduction. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, maybe we'll see more of Robot Hunter later, whenever we do uh, Robot Hunter 2. Okay. Um, <laughs> Today we're going to be covering a puzzle platform game developed and published by Valve. Mm -hmm. uh, I think by designed by some students yeah. that got real smart real fast. <laughs> um, I think they went to the video game school, the video game wizard school, DigiPen, uh -huh. um, which is a school that I, when I was a child, I wanted to be a video game designer for a little bit. Oh, really? Um, that yeah, this was before I realized that I was stupid. Um, <laughs> But when I thought I might be real smart, I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to, not only am I going to do video games for a living, which I realize now also kind of dodged a bit of a bullet. Um, <laughs> but I wanted to go to the school that the yeah. portal people went to. Wow. Um, so I, if I had gone to that school, they would have been like my upperclassmen and I would yeah. have been like, oh, some people just graduated that made portal. Yeah. That's a yeah. big deal. That yeah. This was cool. a student project called Narbacular Drop. Uh, and it was them making some portal tech, basically, and then Gabe Newell was like, I like it, you're all hired, come on down, yeah. make it my yeah. game, make my game now, that is what you've already done, and so then they they made Portal with, with Valve. Uh, so, mechanically, Portal is quite a simple game, it's very short, it's only a few hours long, uh, but you... Uh, you start off without a portal gun, but eventually you get to the point where you, you've got this little gun, and it shoots an orange portal and a blue portal, and when you go through the blue side of the portal, you come out of the orange side of the portal, and 
That's it. That's the whole... There's no other guns. There's no other shooting people. But you use portals to solve mostly just puzzles. There's a couple other, like, enemy encounters where you are dodging enemies using your portals or whatever. But it's just like, oh, if well, I drop... you can drop pick from, stuff up, too, Matt. Right. You, you gotta can be, pick you gotta, up items. Uh, well, you can pick stuff up. That's pretty sure. important. Oh, yeah. Big part huge, of it. Huge deal. Uh, it is. That's how you inter- interact with the companion cube. Your best friend. <laughs> yeah, your best you, gra- you grab blocks, you put them on buttons, you open doors, you go through walls... And, uh, I mean, that's basically the whole game in a nutshell. Uh, there's, there's plot wise a little bit more to it, but it was a, so first off it was packaged in this thing at the time that was called the orange box. And this is, oh yeah, you wanted to talk about that. I want to talk about, I just want to get it out of the way because I think it is a historical importance for this game. Uh, at this point, basically uh steam is really not that huge of a deal and steam kind of only exists as a vehicle to download your valve games right it's essentially like the blizzard launcher as well even the blizzard launcher now has added more games but like this is the predecessor of like here's our online page to get our games or whatever yeah Uh, yeah and the orange box was this release that that was also console releases of a bunch of games all in one package you could get half-life 2 you could get Half-Life 2 Episode 1, which those two games had already been released, so this is just like, hey, here's two older games. But then this was also the release of Half-Life 2 Episode 2, which is like the last Half-Life game for a very, very long time until we get Half-Life Alex. There was supposed right. to be an Episode 3 that never came out. And then it also came with Team Fortress 2, which is a recreation of Team Fortress Classic, an old uh, Val, or an old, like, source mod a, a game people made I, I mean it predates even that right we talked about team fortress in the quake yeah, it's like episode. a quake quake thing yeah so they made quake they made team fortress classic in source engine and then team fortress 2 is an evolution of that and then finally portal was just this weird little game that happened to be packaged in it made by this team that got hired by valve to make a little puzzle game so the context that most people played portal under is wow, I'm very excited to play the next Half-Life game. And then, like, a decent audience is like, I'm very excited to play this, like, wholly new Team Fortress game. And we're all just going to try out this Portal game. And then Portal is this, like, kind of mind-blowing experience for many, many people. Wow. The, te- the tech was, I would you, say, what? You don't think it you was mind-blowing? You didn't see the Portal trailer? You I remember the Portal or, trailer. I mean, I, I think people were The Portal trailer excited. was nuts. Like, yeah. I remember being like, this game is like low key, or not even low key. It wasn't low key. People yeah. were like hyped about Portal. Hmm. And I then remember. It came out and people were, it was, it became a cultural sensation. Yeah. But the hype sure. was definitely there going into the orange box. Yeah. I don't mean that, to suggest nobody knew about, nobody was paying attention to Portal at all. But I, for me, it certainly was the, the lower tier, not like just of things I was excited for. It's like, I'm very excited for the multiplayer thing and for the, the you know continuation of the half-life stuff i like portal i'll when be excited orange box to try came out i played portal first wow cool. is what i'm saying so Interesting. I'm, I'm i'm saying my my yeah. experience differed quite a bit because yeah, yeah. i had seen that trailer yeah i had yet to i did i'll, I'll admit this i had not played half-life 2 until the orange box came out i bought the orange box for xbox 360 and that's how i experienced half-life 2 for the Whoa. first time was was on that that's um, wild. I had like dipped, like dipped around with uh, Half Life Two, but basically, I had after Episode One had came out. Yeah, I sort of had this policy of like, I'm gonna wait for them to release the the Episode Two yeah. and and Episode Three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, I want to wait on the whole story. <laughs> um, but then Episode Two took so long that mm-hmm. I was like, wow, it's like really ridiculous that I've waited this long to play Half Life Two. Because if you remember, Half Life Two came out in the year two thousand four, right? Which was a dynamic, yes, huge, big, loud year for yeah. video games. There was so much stuff to play that year. And I'm sorry, I was all about Metal Gear Solid 3 that right. year. And well, San Andreas, those were the two games that I was playing that I year. I mean, how, how much of a PC gamer were you at that point? I mean, I know from my perspective, it was like, I had my Xbox, I had my GameCube. Like, that's what I was playing in 2004. We, we yeah. had a PC, but it certainly was not up to snuff. It was not a gamer's PC. I had I had a light gamer PC, but like for me in this era, PC game, PCs were for PC games. Yes. As in RTS games, yep. as in like just specific genres that I felt played best with a mouse and keyboard. Right. And this is, you know, we're still in that halo high at this point. Right. And I am convinced 
that, and I'm wrong, by the way, you old, old <laughs> sure. gamers, you'll yeah. hear this and think, oh, well, Hunter was wrong. I was also a child, so shut up. <laughs> uh, I, at that time, was like, uh, shooters are best played with controller and right. hand, buddy. Right. I only want to play a shooter if it's a controller. So that's the thing is, when they announced the orange box, it was like, wow, what an now. easy way for me to get in everything on that Xbox 360, which was my platform of choice for a shooter. Yeah. So that's the thing. I was like, oh, I want to play it in this space, like right. this. Now I've replayed Half-Life 2 on PC, where it's definitely superior right. um, in every way. Uh, and then I think even Portal is probably more fun with mouse and keyboard than it is with a with For a sure. controller. Yes, yeah. very much so. Much, much, much more fun. Uh, because Portal, the big thing about it is there's a lot of actually like relatively quick movements and decently precise movements you have to make if you want to do yeah. certain things correctly. you got to get your Portal placements not like you know pixel perfect it's not like that but you 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 at times have to move pretty fast and you can really only accomplish that very well i i just replayed it on my steam deck and was not loving it even though even i am like a person who liked the steam controller but i never learned it well enough i was trying to play this with the touchpad not the second joystick right so i'm moving with yeah. one joystick and touchpadding as though it's a mouse but even that was a little tricky i found uh my steam deck hard to hold and play a game like that right but it is easier yeah. to hold the steam deck and have both thumbs on the thumbsticks than it is to have one thumb on a thumbstick and one on the thumb pad so i gotta figure out if i'm if that's gonna be worth attempting again but portal was not a uh a good showing of my ability to do that so can, i don't know can i can we sidetrack for just a sec i want to sure. talk about a realization i had recently with both the switch and the steam deck uh-huh i realized that the process of 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 holding these bigger handheld consoles, mm -hmm. the Steam Deck is like this, and the Switch. I'm getting to the point now where my my arms don't like it so much, uh -huh. as in it just makes my arms numb. Yeah, to hold to just awkwardly just hold them like hold that the whole time. Yeah, and I find I just the other day I just realized like I just don't think I care to put like mm -hmm. I. I am, my job is I sit at this desk that I'm sitting at right now uh -huh. and I record stuff and I play games. And then when I leave this room, yeah. I'm not doing, doing either of those things. <laughs> so the idea that the Nintendo Switch is sitting over there being like, haha, want to take me with you? I'm like, no, yeah. I want to leave it here. <laughs> it stays here because I'm not going out into the world really and playing funny. more video games. Yeah. Okay. Right. So that's something I realized recently. So you're never going to be able to. And the thing is, too, they're not small enough. Yeah. Like, I miss the Game Boy. Sure. The Game Boy is this thing. It's so little. Yeah. You just take it where. I'm not like. I wasn't a little kid holding a Game Boy in my hand being like, oh, this is so awkward. Yeah. Yeah. This is so awkward. I got to. I don't know. Like, it, bring back. The game Little consoles ones. you can fit in your pocket. I yeah. sort of had this rant before, but I'm realizing that like the Switch and the Steam Deck just aren't really that worth it for me as yeah. far as my use case, which is actually sad because I have Dragon Quest Eleven on the Switch, and uh, spoiler alert, uh, we ain't going to get that one done in time. Oh, yeah. That one's not coming in uh, on time, mostly because it's mostly my fault, okay? My fault is this. Dragon Quest is a perfectly paced video game mm -hmm. uh from what i understand every dragon quest is but dragon quest 11 most certainly is mm -hmm. and i refuse yeah. to betray right. that pacing by rushing through it i, I just refuse i think good on it. you i think that's the correct decision yeah we, we are going to pull uh dragon quest 11 out of the upcoming lineup and replace it with something different I'll uh, get it in there. It'll yeah. it'll happen at some point. But. Yeah, my, obviously my experience is the opposite with these uh these mobile systems that are not mobile. We we've covered this before, but they're not actually mobile. They're just like they just live in your house. I can yeah. play it in my bed, or in right. my case, like out on the porch with a cup of tea or whatever. That stuff is good. But I what I would describe these things as they're not lappable. They they don't sit in yeah. your lap. You know that's that's yeah. the thing about a GameCube or a Game Boy is like you sit there and it's like your your elbows are in your lap and you play it like that. But it's so wide, the Steam Deck's so wide, you can't put your elbows in your lap. And that is the comfortable way to play a handheld, is elbows yeah. in lap. That is that yeah. is a, what we are all learning is the requirement. <laughs> so, yeah, I, yeah I, I somewhat agree, although I use my Steam Deck uh, constantly. Anyways. You have to, though. That's I do we, have that, to. That's it's I the only way. we've realized. Right. Yeah, it's, it's like the important aspect of this whole thing for you. Also, I've just been getting way into RetroArch lately sure. on a PC, 
I had always been of the opinion of like, oh, RetroArch is a cool program. You put it on, you get a, a Raspberry Pi or whatever. Uh-huh. You throw on uh, whatever they call it, RetroPie, or or you you need some other device to justify it. No, you can just get it on your PC, yeah. and guess what? It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, it's a fantastic program, uh, and I feel kind of dumb for just being on this podcast in 2022 saying like, oh, you should think about getting RetroArch <laughs> uh, and emulating stuff. Uh, but guess what? It's a great time, yeah. and it's so easy. I mean, I am dumb. I am a dumb, dumb right. guy and hot, but dumb <laughs> and hot, uh, and I can figure it out. So yeah. that's the dumb and hot test well, right there, and I and hey, done past Retro it. Arch is is on your Steam Deck too, if you can if you can muster it and if you're willing to do that. That's what I mean. That's what I've been playing my Ocarina of Time on is is Macarena, <laughs> the Macarena. Actually, is that a Retro Arch? I don't remember. Anyways, let's talk about Portal some more. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, so the other thing about Portal that is uh, extra brilliant about it is the game as advertised was this thing about, oh, this robot woman who talks to you and there's little puzzle rooms. And it's very much GLaDOS. puzzle game forward, right? It's just like, here's a challenge room. Here's a challenge room. And the plot is fun. GLaDOS kind of yells at you and makes like ironic statements about the act of like doing these puzzles for her. But then the hook that I think nobody actually knew was coming uh, before they started the game. And I've talked to people that still don't know, like our friend Sean uh didn't know how portal ends had had never finished portal and did did not wow. know it did the thing that it does which is spoiler alert spoiler alert spoiler alert not that huge of a spoiler this game came out a long time ago uh you get to the last puzzle room and glado says great you did it you solved all the puzzles time for you to die i'm going to kill you now and then there's a whole last third of the game that is essentially an escape sequence where you try to break out of this facility and you are not solving GLaDOS's puzzles anymore. You're just running through environments that actually feel more built. You know, they actually start to tell more of a story. You get little Mm -hmm. glimpses of it throughout the game. There's little parts of the other puzzle rooms where you like see an open shaft and you can look inside of it. And there's some Griffith. There's like clearly somebody has been there and is writing things like the cake is a lie and and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Gladys is teasing you the whole time saying there will be cake at the end of this experiment that we will all eat or whatever. And that's like the vibe of the whole thing is like you're trying to escape this very strange complex uh and that last third is certainly like the coolest part if anything my complaint now my thing with portal is really the first two thirds there's 19 puzzle rooms there's actually only like four puzzles and then there's a bunch of rooms that are just teaching you how to think about this portal gun and how to do it right like so mm-hmm. much of the opening of that game is very delicately making sure you understand how to play this game because especially at the time they're introducing a quite new mechanic the idea of like ripping through a part of a level and just ending up somewhere else like that was a thing they had to do baby steps with the player uh and i I, this most recent playthrough i played with all of the designer diaries which was fine a lot of it's pretty obvious stuff where they're just like we weren't sure people were going to understand how to do this momentum based stuff so we added a couple extra puzzles to explain that it's like yeah i yeah, I got it. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. I figured I figured that out that you're teaching me how to play it. I think that makes sense. Yeah, so it maybe that commentary stuff is a little bit a little bit basic, but also like I I kind of applaud. I like basic stuff. I like I when people get real basic about yeah. stuff. I, and I it's love just like maybe it's not for you, but I yeah, love that somebody. Valve makes these things for their games. I remember playing their Half-Life 2 like commentary thing too. They they make these cool little tech demonstrations of like all the stuff there. It's it's cool. They make little design diaries in engine and and I think that's mm-hmm. very fun. So I I'm glad that it exists, but I did not need to do my entire playthrough uh with checking all of those designer diaries. The thing I like about Portal, I want to connect this to our inside episode and I think I've already already have. But what what bothers me about puzzle platformers is that it's a real gamey type of yeah. genre, right. right? Because a puzzle is just always going to be, you're just always going to see the seams of the design. Right. Why a would puzzle. a puzzle exist? Why would this puzzle yeah, be Yeah, why here? would a puzzle not exist? It, it's it's very hard, uh, I think, for you to maintain any kind of, um, you know, fictional world that isn't, like, breaking constantly. Yeah. Um, unless you have, like, the right tone for it or whatever. Portal uh passes that with flying colors i mean the whole thing is set up to be a series of tests you know and and i feel like it's a really good and in kind of a like independent filmy type way uh of like coming up with a premise that matches what you can accomplish and what these people realize is they're like yes we can make interesting puzzles and we can execute this tech 
in a very specific way, we can't hide any of yeah. that. <laughs> like, we can't hide the gaminess of this right. at all. Right. So the premise has to, like, go alongside that and reinforce the fact that, yes, this is literally just a series of puzzles because, you know, to, for it to be anything else would just kind of break break it all up. Um, so I feel like there's this, the, for puzzle platforms, I find platformers i find there's like maybe like two or maybe three approaches yeah um there is the portal approach which is that everything's happening uh in universe and it right. makes sense that everything would be a puzzle there's the second approach which is i would say like the witness approach which is like just be mysterious about it yeah just like i don't know why you're here doing this right. at all and you don't even know what you're doing or right. what any of it's this is it's not realistic we're not being yeah. realistic in any way that yeah. none of this is realism yeah no characters very little story, if right. any at all. You know what I mean? Like right. that type of approach. I think that works. Talos principle sort of yes, does something like sure. that. Magic circle sort of does that with characters and philosophical ideas that are kind of out there. So it like sort of, it it doesn't have me going like, oh, well, this is cheesy because yeah. it's this is just a game. Um, and then I would say the third approach is like maybe like kind of a LucasArts approach, which is uh, just to have it be a silly cartoon world so right. nobody cares. You know what I mean? Right. Here's your chicken wheel. Right. Use this chicken wheel it's to do something. The I don't care, man. It's funny. Is the mechanics. And so yeah. it's just fine to, to lean into that. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, those are, those are I think, the three paths of uh, a puzzle platformer in order for it to not kind of grate on me a little bit. And yeah. I find, you know, there have been... There have been times where where independent game studios, I feel like, have not gone any of those three routes, and yeah. they haven't found a fourth yet, in right. my opinion. Um, so yeah, but so this this would, I mean, in a way, is Portal not? I mean, you know, not to be. Mm, I mean, I should be more old school than this, but I'm not going to be. I mean, Portal is like the platonic ideal of a puzzle platformer, right? I mean, is it not? I mean, yeah. it's just like this is this is it has its own hook, but yeah. like this is kind of. The well, perfectly executed aspect of that. And I think that's a, especially the thing you heard at the time is I, I think everybody kind of refers to Portal as certainly the best first uh, first person shooter puzzle platformer, right? I, the first person perspective is especially weird for puzzle platforming because yeah, sure, a sure. critical element of puzzle platforming is like the specific like distance from the edge of your platform that you're going to jump off of now of course you see like there's all sorts of design di diaries you can look at about celeste where it's like actually we give you buffer like there's always buffer even in 2d oh, totally. side-scrolling totally. puzzle platformers yeah, yeah but in a first person perspective that is so much weirder and harder to accomplish and the fact that portal works as well as it does is is a monument that i think only game designers can even fully grasp like knowing how hard it is to build that kind of stuff i think you see game designers kind of be like it's it's pretty wild that they they made it feel as good as it can feel basically yeah well yeah and for it to just be focused on that i mean half-life 2 yeah. had like a small little dose of first person platforming type or even like sort of puzzles there's yeah. uh there's you know there are moments in half-life 2 where it's like uh, put these heavy objects on this thing so you can then jump on the other thing. Yeah. Um, which is just kind of there. I don't, I'm not even sure uh, what, like, why that's there. I think it's just like, it's funny, Half-Life 2 almost feels like, uh, by comparison, Half-Life 2 is like this much bigger game than Portal, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but there's all these little moments in it where it's clear that the only reason it's there is somebody on the team was like, hey, look what I can do with the gravity gun. Right. And then, like, Gabe Newell comes by and is like, we should just put, that should just be in there. Just that do should that just be in the game. Just do some Let's physics just have that puzzles. in there. Yeah. Let's we, just we, have that. We worked so hard on this physics engine. Let's just toss some physics puzzles Let's in it. Let's just do that. We why can not prove just, it. Why can't that there just be a room where that happens? <laughs> and, and I just feel like they said that a whole yeah. bunch. Yeah. Yeah. But then you play Half-Life 2 and you're like, whoa, look at all this weird stuff they put in here. For some of it, for no reason, <laughs> it really feels like. Uh, and then Portal is just like, listen, we've got this one idea, this one hook. Yeah. Um, and we're, you know, we're going to do it for, you know, two or three hours and right. then you're done, basically. Right. Yeah. And not, I mean, gosh, on the replay, this game is so fast. This game is like an hour and a half, two hours, maybe. Oh, my God. It's so fast. It's yeah, really it's, fast it's, when you, the to have played it. In the year it came out, when you're like, I don't know how this feels and what this is going to be like, I, I just think so many games have kind of built from Portal that nowadays you've played enough stuff where going back to play specifically Portal 1 is mm -hmm. actually kind of a strange feeling experience. I, I wouldn't have expected Portal to feel like this to me, but I, I think Portal suffers a little bit for time. I, I think it is 
so simple in its execution that that should be applauded and it, it is good but it also like there are more interesting experiences that you can do i mean we don't have to get into it but like you can just play portal 2 now and kind of get all of the same beats and get a lot more game out of it and i don't know that you specifically miss anything for having skipped straight to portal 2 yeah i mean i think that it's weird to talk about portal on our show yeah because it it's kind of it's it's a game that whenever we get to the ranking part the legacy on this one yep. is like a 10 out of 10 right you know what i mean like there are so many games so many games so many games yep. would not exist without this game uh direct you know it had it had so many children uh matt your one of your favorite or, or your favorite game the witness would not exist if not for portal for sure there's no way yeah there's absolutely no way. it well, wouldn't have been in a first person perspective yeah at least yeah like well, and, and I just think um, even th the other thing that this showcased was like Valve's, I feel like this is the beginning of Valve's uh, experimentation phase. They went through this phase, like Team Fortress 2 is, is in that as well. And then like shortly after this, you get Left 4 Dead from uh, the, same, the same producer, uh, Kim Swift uh, brings us Portal and then brings us Left 4 Dead. But like... I feel like Valve was like kind of very specifically the Half-Life company for a while and then it just like opened way up after Portal and I I think that opening up and and what that did for Steam like I really firmly believe the Orange Box and Portal specifically are the reason we even have Steam the way it works now like as big as it sure. is I I I think you can even track the development of how games are sold on pc now and the weird mm -hmm. the weird competition that's happening now with things like blizzard and epic game store and all that stuff like you don't get any of that without this sort of inception of like here's a bunch of games and you better load them onto this platform like all of that is born out of this moment in time which i i, I is is hard for me to like put down in words but i i just think we don't have uh e-shops for gaming the way we have them now without the orange box sure yeah i i think that's right and i kind of wish this era had not ended you yeah. know because uh valve you know is pushing this new digital marketplace to sell games on and part of their strategy clearly was hey if we want people to use this there's gonna have to be some good games on right it. right so then we need to invest in like making good games and not in a like half-life episode three kind of way no. you know what i mean like not in a well we'll just work on it forever and if it comes out it comes out and if it doesn't it doesn't right like they they were clearly like no we need like good ideas we mm -hmm. need smart people we need to empower them to get the game done and then the game needs to get finished and come out right right and then that era kind of ended <laughs> and i would say that not we're just it. not in that anymore yeah. valve doesn't you know i mean valve was crushing it yeah but, like the the early days of Steam, you've got you know, you've got the orange box, you've got all of Half Life Two, you've got Counter Strike Source, yes, okay, you've got Dota Two shortly thereafter, yep, uh, Left for Dead, you've got Portal Two, Left for Dead, yeah, Left for Dead Two, that was it was such a great little pocket the yep. early twenty ten the late two thousands early twenty tens uh, for for Valve. Yeah, uh, and just them putting out really great games, and it's just sad. I don't know. It's sad. It's sad that they're not they're not doing it like they used to. And I get mm -hmm. that. You know, we we all use Steam, um, and it is now it has become a fact of life. You know, right. I don't know whether I know that as a consumer, I'm going to be using it for the foreseeable future. Right. I don't know if I think of Steam or Valve as the good guys. Sure. Okay. No. Um, I do know, though, when the orange box came out, I thought of them as the good guys. That they These were are the good guys. Yes, they firmly were the good guys at, at that point. There was no better value in gaming. That It was insane <laughs> that you, they put that yeah. much stuff into that one package. Uh, I, I, and yeah. I, I don't think we've seen anything like that since. I mean, nowadays, because Steam opened up the idea of these crazy sales, like, you still get games pretty cheaply. You don't even, like, buy games games as a package set anymore so like the orange box can't even exist today that just isn't right. a, that's not how people interact with the space so yeah it's it is such an interesting blip an interesting moment in time of like yeah we released like kind of the most ridiculous 
it was a sale in itself. Like here's a bunch of brand new games that you could have paid forty to sixty dollars a piece for each of them, and we're selling them all in one one little set. Yeah, and I mean, I think they successfully used it as a, a launch pad into you know uh, Steam being like what it is. Yeah, basically. Right. Um. Yeah. So I, it feels like this this strategy really paid off, and uh, you know, I. I Again, I never had it on PC, which is kind of hilarious. Like, I, I never ever had the orange box on PC. I only had it on uh, the Xbox 360 version, um, which w- I, was great. And you could play, you know, you could play Team Fortress 2 on your Xbox 360, and it was fine. Yeah. Um, it, it's not, you know, it's funny, like, the PC version of Team Fortress 2 had this whole extra life to it. Yeah. And the Xbox 360 version Just was very pared down <laughs> by comparison. Yeah, you don't get and any, had no yeah. like everything everybody knows about Team Fortress 2 is like the hats and stuff, and literally none of that is, exists. No, no we, we didn't have none of that in the Xbox 360 days of Team Fortress 2. But but dang it, people were playing it. Yeah. Okay, people sure. were playing it. I played it with people. I played it at we had land parties where we would play Team Fortress 2. So many of us had the orange box on yeah. Xbox 360. These were the big Xbox 360 days. That's um, 2007, that. 2007, yeah. big year, yeah. big year. I, I mean, I continued to play Team Fortress 2. We're not talking about Team Fortress 2 today, but I continued to play that for many years. Uh, yeah, at least somewhat lightly. I mean, I think I played that until 2017, 2016. I was still playing TF- TF2 somewhat regularly. So that it's it just blows my mind that this stuff ever existed. Um, and yeah. I do. I miss old Valve. It stinks that Valve now is so invested in. And they always have been realistically, but like they're it's a technology focused thing. Like Gabe Newell is more into tech than he is into specifically game design, which yeah, is why yeah. like I mean the Steam Deck is their first proper success in kind of a while, right? They've they've been playing with various tech enterprises for a bit now and none of them really took off. And then the other thing is like they want to push VR and like we got Half-Life Alex, but we're still not at a point where anybody actually can play that game. <laughs> so mm-hmm. like I just don't know where they're going to go from from today, but it seems like they're still I mean, I think there was a moment a couple of years ago where you could have thought uh Valve might be uh done. Like before Alex released and before the Steam Deck, they had only had basically flops for a bit but they were being sustained with things like Dota 2 or whatever, right? I there, just don't think they... It doesn't matter financially yeah. to them right. to make games. Yeah. It, is, is it, it isn't is their focus. No. So there's no pressure on them to do it and to succeed in that. And that's why, yeah, they can tool around with VR games. Yeah. Forever. But the idea that they and, haven't even had other tech financial successes and are still yeah. just doing that is pretty wild. <laughs> I think Steam is just really successful yeah. for them, and I think they probably just have, like... You know, they've never, Valve has never tried to be, like, a gigantic company. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're huge, but they don't, I don't know, they, they've never, I feel like, bitten off more than they can chew Yeah. in a smart way, if that makes sense. And right. I think that's why um, they've been, you know, as successful the, as uh, as they have been. You the, know? the true sign of the end times would be someone acquiring Valve. That would be very weird if, like, Microsoft acquired Valve, a la the recent, like, Bethesda acquisition. I do mm-hmm. not know how I would uh, reckon with that idea. I don't think it would happen... I don't either. With, uh, un- ...until, like, the... Because that's the thing is, Valve is one of those companies that's still owned uh, and managed by the, the old squad yeah, that yeah. started it. You right. know what I mean? Those right. people, I feel like, would have to go away yeah. um, in order for... Uh, that to occur or Gabe Newell would just have to want to retire or whatever I mean I guess he I mean he is the owner so if he decides he wants out I just looked it up Valve was worth 10 billion in 2019 yeah um I don't know you know how much that maybe nobody can buy it basically Valve is actually just just big enough that nobody could possibly I mean Microsoft could I mean probably could could. (laughs) for that uh probably Um, Gabe, Gabe Newell to me is like if I don't know if if George Lucas never gave up any of his toys, right? Never never yeah. let go of anything, but like George Lucas was equally more tech focused than he was movie focused, was mm-hmm. just actually invested in the business of filmmaking and the tech of right. filmmaking than anything else. And then he let go of all of his things and like Gabe Newell is still holding on to it. But the second Gabe Newell has to let go, 
I think it's going to feel the same as LucasArts essentially going away and being acquired and all that stuff. You're going to you're going to have all those same emotions come through. Right, right. And I mean, it Gabe Newell as an individual is probably the the wealthiest person and most powerful I do whatever I want to yeah. do type person in right. video games. Right. Um so I mean, in that way, I don't know. It's like now I'm kind of talking myself out of even being excited about this conversation, but like, because <laughs> uh, you know who 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 wants to root for this guy? No, who yeah. wants to root for this guy? I know. Um, but right. I guess it is in a in a cowboy American kind of way. It does feel like he can do whatever he wants. It just so happens that over the last you know ten years, that's been mostly like focusing on VR projects that right. are fine. You know, we don't. Yep. we don't have we we haven't covered any VR, uh, VR stuff. I don't know that we ever will. Yep. but... Don't know how we would at this point. <laughs> don't know yeah. when I'm ever going to be able to get a VR set up. So uh, that's kind of the thing. Let's well, refocus on yeah, Portal. This is, oh, we get distracted and, a lot, man. Portal is, t- it turns out Portal is a reference point for well, many, many conversations. You you don't, here's the thing. You don't need us to talk yeah. about Portal. Hopefully you've already played Portal. If you're listening to this and you haven't played Portal, uh, you should. It's not going to take you a yeah. long time to play it whatsoever. Right. Um, I do feel like it does, to be a little bit negative... It does suffer, I think, from a, um, an idea that we talk about on um, Read It and Weep, which is a movie podcast that I do with some comedian friends of mine. Um, this idea of uh, creative inflation, yeah, uh, which is that something something happens and it's good, and then because it's so good and then so referenced and so copied from, when if you didn't experience it when it came out and you come back to play it. I feel like it can be a little bit overwhelming. Yeah. Um, if you've ever been on the internet, you've probably experienced the portal humor right. in some way, shape, or form, mm-hmm. as in Cake is a Lie, and maybe even heard the song from yeah. the credits. Right. Um, because that was very, very popular on the internet. The the like specific kind of angle of Portal has been like remade in several games that came out after portal um it could it could be the kind of thing where it feels sort of spoiled at this point um but i think that's also just the sign of it being just so it was such a good uh experimental interesting game that it really captured a lot of imagination at the time um so i still think it's worth playing but i think both me and you recognize that the game felt too familiar in yeah. coming back to it. When you play it, it feels derivative. And it's hard to remember that everything else is derivative of it, not the other right. way around. That is hard right. to reprogram your brain to think. And that's why, like, I honestly recommend, like, just playing... We'll do Portal 2 at some point on this show. And I, I think Portal 2 is just... It feels like a better game because... It's a whole game. It's it's much longer. It is it is more iterations of this mechanic and and more things that it can do. It tells uh, more story or whatever. There's just more game there to where it feels like its own thing. Whereas Portal, because it is inherently basically just a tech demo, it just doesn't feel like a whole thing. Like it feels derivative of itself, uh, which is just a, a strange um, thing to make your brain get past. I think. I think that. I think it's still worth playing Portal 1 yeah. um, for this reason. Um, it, like, especially, so I agree with you that Portal 2 is the better game. Uh, it's more, in a way, at this point, Portal 1 feels like a tech demo for Portal 2. Yeah. Um, which is not, that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's no. just that Portal 2 feels like more of a, a fully realized experience. It feels like a, like a capital V video game. Yeah. Um, I think that it's still worth playing it because they teach you the most basic stuff, which they reteach you in Portal 2. But the other thing is that Portal 2 begins its story very much playing off of exactly where we left off with Portal 1. Right. And I wouldn't... I think the Portal 2 story is... has more depth to it and is more fun to experience. So I kind of feel like you need that context. Sure. Yeah, it makes Portal 2 more fun. And again, I mean, really just treat them like one game is really the way to think about it. Yeah. Portal 1 is going to take you an hour and a half to two and a half hours or whatever. It's just a part of your experience playing Portal 2 real quick. Like, it's going to be all one stroke that you should do. Also, like, it's just, it's cool the way Portal 2 plays off of of Portal 1. It even, 
and this is this is gonna sound like a negative um but it's it's not because i well i don't necessarily want to spoil what portal 2 is about sure um but it reuses uh areas from yeah, portal yeah. one right but it has such an interesting hook for how to do that yeah <laughs> um that it it doesn't feel like it, it it's like it's like the good type of reusing things we're revisiting yeah. places and i feel like that revisiting will actually hit pretty hard if you played them both back to back. The yeah. other thing is that Portal Two has an, an entire co-op yeah. campaign. I've on never top played of everything else going That's, on it. Whenever we do Portal Two, like that will be what I do. I, I'm I'll probably replay Portal Two, but like the big thing is like I need to experience that co-op because it's a fully realized its own whole. Oh, it's campaign. a whole game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I've played through. It's funny. I have played through the first half of it like eight times with different people <laughs> and i've never finished it oh wow um but it's yeah I, I, it's it's very good it's yeah. so much fun playing um playing portal with a buddy right but um, that, but you two both have to be on the same page with it to have one person oh, yeah. know it and the other not would would ruin that experience i started I don't know, to do even that, that is kind of fun man yeah, even really? that is is kind, it's kind of hilarious when it's like uh, you you're perfectly you're watching setting your up your side of the puzzle and you're like <laughs> okay come on now Come on, you got it. You got it. Just put it just right there. Just put the portal right there. Just put the portal right there. Uh, that's kind of that's kind of great, Matt. So actually, don't knock that one until you try it. Well, as the other person in that situation, I would say it's deeply frustrating for there to be another person over your shoulder just being like, mm, you, "Yeah, you have you figured it out? No, you don't. Oh, you I don't love know. being over the shoulder. That's where I live. I live over the shoulder. Okay, really love it. Yeah. Um, I wanted Matt. Do we want to do a little bonus segment before we get a into quick the ranking? Little game. Here's a quick little game. Uh, okay, we're only gonna reference uh, things we've already played, but the portal gun is kind of an iconic, an iconic gun. That's in, a good gun in, huh? in the things. I mean, it's not a gun gun, right? It's not a well, you, there's there's not shooting things, but there's just it's just a it's a thing you hold and fire out of. But yeah. On our list, what are our top five? guns uh let's real quickly Top just sort of burn through guns. what are the games with guns in them well there's a disco yeah. elysium gun there is a gun technically in disco elysium right so there's there's one mm -hmm. gun spoiler uh, spoiler. spoiler uh there <laughs> before you recorded you said the the hammer in getting over it is a kind of gun <laughs> which you know <laughs> that's not a gun yeah, yeah, yeah. come on that uh, ain't a gun panzer dragoons vi the dragon mouth is a sort of gun you fire uh strange laser bullets out of it obviously there's all the halo guns there's all the quake guns there's yep. hyperlight drifter guns there's all the yep. hitman guns uh there's all the mass effect guns and uh centipede Does those that all count? suck by the way there yeah, won't be any yeah. mass effect there guns won't be on the list. yeah mass there won't be suck. any just like mass yeah there's that one crazy gravity vortex gun that i hated using actually the one that just yep. like make whatever anyways uh what other guns we got metroid dread guns we've got guns in journey to silius we liked a couple guns yeah. in there there's yeah. the uh, guns in Mirror's Edge that will absolutely not make it on this list. There's the Star Wars Shadows of the Empire guns, Twisted Metal 2 car guns, GoldenEye guns, uh, and that, I think that's it. Is that all that's the guns? It. Okay. Yeah, that's so all the guns. That's amongst, all the guns. Amongst that list, uh, let's start putting up some ideas for, for top. Por Portal's on the list somewhere, right? Por Portal is a top right. five gun, for sure. Right. We're, we're talking about it. It, it must be yeah, a top yeah, yeah. five so gun. Th so that's a top five gun. Another a gun I want to name as being a top five gun. I don't know where any of these go. Sure. Um, the grenade launcher from Quake. Okay. Is a you know how it bounces yeah, it around? Bounces it around. Beep, beep, boop, boop, boop. Yeah. I, I think that's a top five gun. Interesting. Like, that's a great gun. Because I was going to recommend the rocket launcher from uh, Quake. Now it's interesting because in Quake it doesn't fully get utilized to where things go mechanically with that rocket launcher. But that rocket mm -hmm. launcher is the genesis of the soldier class in Team Fortress, which is the idea that I can use this rocket launcher and fire it at my feet at the same time as I jump, and I can right. do a whole rocket, rocket jumping. Jump. And that is a classic first-person shooter move, and I think well, deserves at least mention. We can see if it gets the, knocked the out. The grenade launcher is the, the also a Team Fortress It is, yeah. Yep, yeah, that's the uh, demo man has the. Has I just think the, it's and cool. you can you can jump off of those grenades, right? Yeah, yeah, you can. It's got that in it. Mm -hmm. I just think it's cool that the grenade launcher is so random yeah. that it is like just actually around. just bounce, and it actually has physics too. Yeah. yeah, I feel like that's what's so impressive about it. Playing Quake, 
being like, wow, this is like, there's actually a lot going on with this gun yeah. that none of the other guns really have. Right. The rocket launcher does have an extra thing too, though, with the jump. Yeah. So it could be, it could be one of those. One I, of those. I, I I'm going to do honorable mention because Hunter, you you're are gonna not. do honorable mention. How many guns you got in your head? Well, we're because gonna... here's the thing: is I want to recommend, I want to put one on this list, but I know it won't. It doesn't. It cannot belong in your list. But the Hyperlight Drifter shotgun uh, is a defining experience of how I play that game. Why uh, can't that be on the list? Because I just don't think it would be one of your top guns. I don't think you like. Do you like the guns in Hyperlight Drifter? I don't have that many guns okay. to talk about, Fair. Matt. Shot so the Hyperlight Drifter shotgun. Uh, Hyper let me explain Light why. Drifter shotgun. Welcome to Hyperlight Drifter show yeah, featuring yeah, yeah, Hunter yeah, yeah, yeah. and Matt. Let me just explain that real quick, though. In Hyperlight yeah, Drifter, sure. the idea... Well, first off, the idea is just that the shotgun is, like, the most powerful gun, right? It's just... It, it does the most damage. And there's, like, kind of a little gimmicky, hacky thing you can do of very quickly... The big thing with the shotgun is, oh, it does a lot of damage, but it takes a long time to reload, right? Oh, that's kind of your classic gun balancing. But there's a trick you can do to basically instantly re reload the shotgun and... For me, it makes uh, Hyperlight Drifter much, much more fun as an action game because you're doing a lot of, like, slash, fire, quick switch, slash. Like, it's it's this whole little combo. It's, like, the closest I get to, to enjoying the stuff you would do in a fighting game, right? It's this little yeah. button-press combo thing that you do, and it makes it makes the action game very, very fun. So there's, there's, there's my Hyperlight Drifter shotgun. Uh, I've said my piece. <laughs> I want to talk about the Journey to Silius uh, missile yes, thing. Yes, the homing missile. I a homing missile or is it a homing missile or does it just shoot a missile that goes straight like i feel like it just it, it, goes it goes no no no. it goes straight but then there's enemies maybe we're thinking of two different guns it goes straight but then like i was using an aries because it will home down so there, i would be standing on a ledge and there would be enemies down and below me that i knew i couldn't easily jump down to get but you can fire the homing missile and it will track down and and go down and hit them it is definitely a homing missile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what i'm talking about that yeah. homing. i just i just pulled up a youtube video, video of it yeah yeah that homing missile that it's, that, it's cool it it's quite good really it's good. quite cool um really really like that homing missile huh yeah, yeah okay yeah. it's funny how we put nothing from halo on this list uh, we have five um, things so far does, let's does something put the, deserve... let's put the halo pistol on there here's my question gun. here's my question i think ej said this recently is the halo pistol actually a good gun or is it a very bad gun that took over the like became how you're supposed to play halo and thus is just sort of integral to the Halo. But is it actually a bad gun? My argument is it is actually quite bad. It should not be so overpowered. Why is it bad? Why is it bad? Because you can kill someone in, what is it, three shots? Body, three body, shots. head? Body, body, head? Body, body, head? That's like the whole game of Halo now is all these guns and you only need one of them. <laughs> well, no, that's not true because the, there's it's essentially the pistol and then the power weapons, right? Yeah, right. Like the pistol's a not rocket, better than a rocket a launcher or yeah. better than a sniper rifle. Sure. But yeah, it's just a good kind of all-rounder. I think rounder. the fact that the pistol makes all of the other non-power weapons, like the assault rifle is trash now, all the plasma weapons are trash now, like all of those weapons are bad because why aren't you just using the pistol? I don't know. Wow, that's this is such a bad take, man. So, I'm surprised by how bad of a take this <laughs> oh, is. Oh, interesting. So you're saying that you think it's lame that in this uh -huh. game about big beef duty uh -huh. uh, armor-wearing soldier boys... That they all, like, you don't see how great it is that they all start in the multiplayer map and immediately switch to a tiny little <laughs> pistol and carry that around and shoot at each other with that. Like, I just can't believe you, Matt. All right. Like, the, you're literally defending, like, yeah. oh, no, I wish they used the big, like, okay, machine okay. gun. Like, well, come on. Then here's, grow up. Okay, so the Halo 1 pistol. Recognize the comedy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because then in Halo 2, all you get is that awful plasma yeah, pistol battle like, rifle dude, combo dude, that's not nearly dude. as interesting the pistol is because it's a mistake yeah it's not even supposed it they literally it's just like an oversight they're like uh, oh wait. yeah i guess the pistol is too good okay but then do we give an honorary mention to my favorite halo 2 gun which is the sword and rocket launcher i can fly across the level gun <laughs> That's not a single gun. That's, so you got to pick. I've, you gotta, okay, okay. That, and the sword is Fair. a sword, which I know, is not a gun at but all. But the sword unlocks the potential. The sword is an accessory that you attach to Listen, your rocket launcher to make yourself a, an Aladdin on a carpet ride. <laughs> if we ever cover Final Fantasy VIII and we have this discussion again, <laughs> yeah, yeah. then through the gun sword, the gun blade, mm. I will allow discussions of swords in a top five gun. <laughs> 
discussion. But Final Fantasy VIII is not on this list. We do not have the Gunblade yeah. Sword Gun Bridge. Yes. Okay, yes. and they are currently separate. Right. All right. Uh, last mention, just to see if we can find a top five here, because I, I, I don't think I would put it on there, but I want to ask, Hunter, are, is the Hitman Sniper Missions... Is, is that whole flow, does that make the Hitman sniper rifle like an incredible, noteworthy gun? Or is that like its own kind of separate conversation? That's like a level design thing. Listen, the best gun in Hitman is a banana <laughs> that, you throw, that you throw at someone. That's the best gun in Hitman. Or like a, like, like a, 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 some beans, uh -huh. you know, like a, like a can of beans. All right. Those are the best guns in Hitman. All right. <laughs> So okay. don't don't come at me with the regular stupid boring guns. So we need we, we 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 actually have like a top seven here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So let's whittle down and like let's actually come up with the top five then. So again, portal, the portal gun, the quake grenade launcher, the quake rocket launcher, the hyperlight drifter shotgun, the journey to Silius homing missile, the Halo One pistol, and the Hitman banana. <laughs> Hitman banana. Um, so number one, I think, should be the portal gun. I do I think agree. It's just kind of boring, but yeah. it, it is the number one. It's, it's, a, the, it's best. the it's the coolest thing. And and I mean, it's kind of amazing that we never got like a Half Life game with other gun. Like the idea of using your portal gun, but then switching out of your portal gun to do other like typical like. Let me qualify this. I love that Portal is pure and doesn't let you, doesn't have you kill people, you know, put point, point gun at head and get headshots. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. very, very glad Portal doesn't do that. But also, it would be cool from a level design thing if, if the Portal gun was incorporated into more than just its own puzzle level design. I feel like that could be could be fun. But maybe it's such an intense challenge to actually make that work is, is why we've never seen it. I don't know. Yeah, I would love to... I would love to snipe someone through a portal yeah. in a Halo game. That would be fun. Right, right. Like, I make a portal so that then I'm looking through it. Is and it? I doesn't that somebody. game exist now? Like, it, there's yeah, a there recent a game, game like that. that just came out that is that. So we should, yeah, we yeah. should take a, a closer look that at that game, at some That point. game does exist. I don't know if it's good, but I, yeah. I'm pretty sure there is sure. a game with that exact uh, premise. What is our number two? Um, I, I'm, I'm kind of feeling I'm kind of feeling Hitman Banana for number two. I don't know where your head's at. Hitman Banana feels like a betrayal of the concept for it to be number two. <laughs> is it, is it uh, a number five? It just deserves to be. It's 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 a firm number five because it should be on the list. I'm but it feeling should not. Journey to Silius homing missile. I loved that homing yeah, missile. I like it. It's, it's fun, and I also just like uh, giving Journey to Silius a nod. Yeah. Uh, it's been so long since that episode, and I think that game was like really fun. Yeah. And I can't wait till we play another weird like NES game yeah. that is underloved, basically. Definitely. And people can play Journey to Silius. It's not one of those obscure games that we talk about that you can't get a hold of. You yeah. know, like everyone that has the, Ninten the Nintendo Switch online service has access to right. Journey to Silius. Yeah. So. Um, okay, so I think number three is either the Quake rocket launcher or the grenade launcher, and we just pick one. And I, I, I mean, I think the grenade launcher you made a pretty good case for is it's essentially the rocket launcher plus a fun extra gimmick to yeah, it, but it, essentially. Yeah, but it... it I, no, I, I like the rocket jump. I think the okay. rocket jump is more iconic than it is. the bouncy grenade yeah. thing. And because cause the, rocket, more classic. the rocket jump gets used in so many games, even outside of the Quake engine. I mean, you rock, mm -hmm. you can rocket jump in Halo at, in, yeah. given the right circumstances or whatever. Right, so, right. Okay, so we got Portal. We got Journey to Silly's homing missile. We got rocket launcher. And then what? Halo 1 pistol? Is that is that where this goes? I mean, the Halo 1 pistol is hilarious. Yeah. I think how, so. How about this? Actually, let's do uh, Hyperlight Drifter shotgun. For number four, you think okay? You think it's I, I was I was going to be willing to let Hyperlight Drifter slide off the list. I just wanted to be able to talk about it, but I don't no, know. No, no, no. I, I, it's we got to stay on brand, Matt. Okay, <laughs> okay. So so Hyperlight Drifter this is our gun to, list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to stay on brand uh, and overhype Hyperlight Drifter and drive everyone away from it. Um, so <laughs> number five, though, I think should be the Halo pistol, Halo just pistol. barely sneaking on there because okay. it's a, just a hilarious mistake. There's your, uh, there's I don't know your how top they, five. I don't know how they did that. <laughs> how they messed up that balance so bad. How they Support. messed up so hard, but it's so good that they did. I love it. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, well, now it's time to actually rank this video game, Portal, uh, yeah. for the PC from what year is this? 2004? 2007. 2006? 2007. 2007. 2007. Uh, where's our range? What are we, what are we, where's, who's on the high end here? I don't even know. Um, well, okay, so I think, Earlier, I said it gets a ten out of ten for Legacy. I think that's true. Yes. Um. I, I think it sh it suffers from creative inflation, and then for our purposes, has a superior sequel. Yeah. Yeah. Um. 
So that has to be kind of taken into account, in my opinion. Right. Um, it's I'm, a puzzle. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of a high end. I'm just looking at like the closest comparison point of like, where would I have difficulty comparing this? And I mean, I don't know. I would, I could see myself putting Halo. Oh, whoa, I said Halo. Wow. I'm, I'm like looking at Halo, but I'm not about to say that. I could see myself putting Portal above Hitman 2016. I don't know if I see it going above things like Raw Danger and Papers, Please, right? Mm-hmm. I think those are, are good all around and still fun to play. And yeah, I, I'm, I'm feeling a high end of under Crusader Kings and above Hitman 2016. It's funny because I was looking at right below Jet Set Radio. Um, yeah. So we're real close mm -hmm. as far as where we think this should go. It is above your Halo 3s and your fa Mass Effects. It's below well, all, that, our top that, 10. That, that area between Halo 3 and OutRun is the under construction yes. will be fixed yeah. quite soon <laughs> We don't area. talk about 14 to, to 18 or 19. Uh, I just... I, I just think, uh, well, I don't know. I just, I think Jet Set Radio is like actually oddly enough, kind of a similar type of game to Portal in that mm. it only has one real hook. It's uh -huh. just kind of like this game is just about this. Yeah. But Jet Set Radio has more style and flair than like Portal. I feel like could ever hope to have. Uh huh. Even though Portal is like the smarter one. Um, right. I think I prefer the messiness of Jet Grind Radio. Um, to the kind of uh, kind of intellectual smart smart guy game that yeah. is Portal, right? And also Portal is outdone by its sequel, so I just feel like, right? You know, it's yeah. It, there's there's this meta vibe of like, should Portal kind of get slapped down a little bit because we'll certainly talk about Portal Two at some point, and it will need to go quite a bit higher than Portal One. It's it's yeah. almost got a it's got like a Sonic the Hedgehog 1991 quality. Not that it's I much more enjoy playing Portal, but it's just that same idea of it gets so massively outpaced by its its successor that... Actually, you know what? I'm going to change my answer. Okay. Because just to make it more fun. So you're saying you you would put it no higher than Hitman? Right. Than like above oh, well, Hitman? Uh, I, I, could just, I could just put it above Hitman is what I'm saying. It would go no higher than Crusader Kings 3. I couldn't put it below Inside... Like I know that for sure oh, in sure. my bones. In fact, it I is a better game than in Inside. The yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a better game than Inside. Okay. All right. Um, let's let's read but this. Actually, range. Centipede, Outrun, the, yeah. and then the in construction area. Like I I like I like Outrun more than I like Portal. Yeah. So I think I think I have to be, you know, true to myself. Right. Right. Um. Well, let's let's kind of let's read this area of Crusader Kings three to Hitman to Jet Set Radio to In Construction Halo three Mass Effect three Soul Calibur Mass Effect two and Outrun. It's kind of in that range, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, man, does it just get planted in the like? Just I'm feeling right above Halo three and under Jet Set Radio is kind of where I'm thinking. I, I I think there is a style to Portal that is like unquestionable like it, it defined many vibes for a while and many jokes like it took over the internet for its year or a couple years or to, to by your argument the cake is still a lie i don't know yeah 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 people, people still make jokes like that i think that i think that portal portal's humor being swallowed up by the internet and being yeah. just kind of reproduced over and over and over is maybe a point against it though and not really a yeah. point for it right jet right. grind radio is a cool cool slick yes. slick ass game that has mostly you know it's like sega nerds love yeah. it right um but it's not like the internet was ever like yeah jet grind radio right 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 um, yeah that i that's why i kind of feel pretty firmly that it, it should go just under our jet set radio ranking and it's it is certainly above mass effects for me i think port i think portal belongs above the mass effects for now unless we later decide the mass effects can go somehow higher or whatever <laughs> i'll 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 go for this as long as we um as long as we maybe include portal in the in construction area yeah, maybe so in that well, maybe we reshuffle this whole yeah little bit are you sorry i kind of did just slap this above outrun though does that how does that hurt you how does that how does that feel maybe that's maybe well, that's so, not okay it, when we when again that that's why I'm saying like it's yes all a thing. we will push off this discussion yeah to the re ranking episode where we will talk at length about the area 
underneath Jet Set Radio and you know, above Centipede, with, I think. With, with that in mind, here's actually how I'm feeling. Because I've been trying to... We, we've been we've been talking smack on the Halo 3, Mass Effect 3, Mass Effect 2 area, that in-construction thing. There are still things I truly loved about replaying those, Mass Effect, those second sure, two Mass sure. Effect games. They are great games. And I, I think it's become a, a almost too much of a joke to, like, downplay them so much. And in, in replaying Portal, I was more underwhelmed than whelmed, right? Yep. I, I was yep. mostly underwhelmed by the experience of playing it. It just feels like it's weird because it's underwhelming, but it doesn't feel like it's Portal's fault. Yeah, In right. fact, the only way it could be underwhelming in this way is that it was such a cultural force. Right. That it was such a massive right. hit. That now it can feel kind of underwhelming if you played it back in the day. Yeah. In that way, I think we could put it right below Outrun and right above Centipede. Sure, but I still would consider that in the in, in the, the area yeah, yeah. Yeah. where it might shift. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. so so I guess what I'm saying is I don't really care where we put it if it's in the in construction zone. Yes. For now. Especially right. since we're so close to that episode. Uh, sorry that this uh, has gotten so meta. This discussion, yeah. Um, but we are very close to the to our season finale, yeah. Where we will j- make some edits yeah. to the list, fix, fix some problems that have we been will plaguing fix us. the list, yeah. <laughs> that that have been plaguing this list, and the the main problem area is right in here. Yeah. This, so this... yeah, I I think there's a chance that um, I like I don't think Portal will stay at number twenty. Like, I sure. think Portal will shift up. Right. And some of these games above Portal will shift down. Yeah, we will we, we'll, we will see movements uh, occur, and but I, I I feel pretty good about the the notion. I want to lean into the sense that like I was mostly underwhelmed by Portal. Now yeah. playing it in twenty twenty two, if this show is taking place in the present, Portal isn't as cool to play anymore. And and I I firmly feel like I would have rather played Portal two. Uh, Portal one right. is just is just pretty good. Like, but it's it's just this like. I mean, at the end of the day, it really it's does. over before you know it. And right. if you remember the hooks, if yeah. you remember Ugh. the mechanical hooks of it, then it will just kind of feels like, oh, yeah, that's kind of all that's left, huh? Right. Like, that's all there is on on, on this. And and that's fine, you know? Yeah. Uh, this this list is f- factors in all elements. Yeah. We are not a legacy-only list. We're not a, a just playing, how does it feel to play it today list. Yeah. We are the definitive ranking of exactly. everything list, and we are factoring in all of these variables. I mean, mm-hmm. you listen to our conversations. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, They're so mm-hmm. in-depth. I mean, we don't just, like, <laughs> fart around for five so minutes and say, I don't know, right here. That's not what we do on this show, okay? <laughs> we don't do that. I'd rather die than do that to uh-huh. you. I need, right? my, I need my opinions to be heard. My know? opinions are the best opinions, and everyone else's opinions are disqualified. <laughs> Um, All right, Portal Two is number about the twenty. Skyrim episode. It is coming up, oh and it is going to be we. Yeah, there, there will be blood. Do, there will be fire. Do we want to say what is replacing Dragon Quest Eleven, or have we like a hundred percent solidified that choice? We're going to play Journey. Yeah, um, we're playing Journey by uh, what are they called? That game company. That's, that's um, that game company. It was it was a a PlayStation exclusive indie game. Uh, I don't think it is. I don't think they're owned by Sony. Or I don't know what the deal is with it now. But you can play it on PC. We're gonna be playing it on PC. Yep. Um, a a classic. Uh, what is the term? In uh, Matt likes indie darling. It's it indie is a, darling. An, an indie. Not really an indie darling though, because Daddy was paying for yeah. it. You know, it's, it's one of those. I, I'm I'm leaning more and more into this art game. stupid classification of I'm I've decided to invent my own decide what what a double A game is, and I would call Journey a double A game. It's not a triple A game, but it's not an indie game. It's got money behind it and a pretty decently sized team that put it together. A, a single A game is like Bennett Foddy made a game by himself and then got Can a couple people to it- help out. Instead of calling it double A, because that just makes me think of batteries, and it's dumb. Um, and also, I don't like triple A either. I sure. think that these are just dumb classifications. Like, they're not schools. They're not, like, sports teams or whatever. Sure. Um, what if we called it a blockbuster video <laughs> game? A blockbuster video game. A blockbuster, not a... So there's so there's a... what The triple the, the A is the uh it's the silver screen or what is <laughs> um the the a triple a AAA game we could call that um a a a regal 
cinema game. Well, because the problem is you're saying blockbuster and you mean a rental store. I mean a rental store. But yeah, blockbuster yeah, yeah, yeah. also means that's the problem is a blockbuster is a no, 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 huge no, no, no. franchise. That's, that's, I've already covered that, man. Film. Because it's called it's not called a blockbuster game. <laughs> it's called a blockbuster video game. <laughs> as in blockbuster video. And this is how we keep the blockbuster video brand uh -huh. alive. There's only one left, Matt. Yeah. All right. It's in Oregon. I've that's been true. there. Yeah. All right. I've done comedy there. It's in Bend, Oregon. And I've been there. Weird. It's the last one. The last okay. One. Wait, actually, did it close? It, uh, it didn't close. It did had it? a whole thing where it was maybe going to close. The last blockbuster. I don't know. I mean, there's video. other rental places. Who cares about blockbuster? You know what I mean? There's other rental places. No, I care. All I care about is blockbuster. Okay. I want it, a rental. I want a video game rental store that lets around. me rent retro video games. It's so. It was so tricky to get some of these things going, and I just want a place that lets you rent a CRT television with like a good setup like they, they've done all the tech for you and you just rent their setup and get to play some old game with all the scan lines in the way that they were intended they've done all the work for you to tell you exactly how this game was meant to be played quote unquote i want that as a rental store i want a small crt monitor that my that my and I, this might exist that my pc can plug into like a, a digital to analog converter thing yeah and then plugs into the crt it's definitely possible i want to be able to plug my pc realistically into a CRT. we need we really just need misters but that's like a whole other that's a whole other thing to get a mister i don't know man it's such a Anyways, weird world blockbuster video games are the the double a yeah video game uh term and your AAA, war of the monsters know, we'll... Your your portals. Yeah, yeah <laughs> portals your portals. These are blockbuster video games. Yeah. Uh, these are games for the weekend, not for your life. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. um, okay, so do we feel good about where Portal landed? I feel great It's at about 20 it. for now, it's but with the promise that it'll probably move. Yeah, things are going to get moved around. We've got Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time coming up. We've got Journey. We've got Metal Gear Solid. And then we wrap up, quote-unquote, Season 1 with Skyrim and then the re-ranking the the fix yeah. the list episode and then yeah, the fix and the then list we'll episode. we'll go from there we will talk about in that in that episode uh what is next what's what's where the at. show is going the show is not going to change drastically but it's going to refocus itself a little bit is a way yeah to, to word it yeah we're gonna have 50 games on the list and with that i consider us in the danger zone of the main ranking part being kind of boring. Yeah. So I have a way to fix that. Right. I have a way to keep the show old forever <laughs> and always young. Okay? That is that is where I'm going with this show. <laughs> the new tagline, old forever, forever young. <laughs> old forever, forever young. I want to fly high. Thank y'all for listening to Old Gamer's Almanac. Produced by Hunter Donaldson and Matt Martins. Music by Knight Corey. Um. <laughs> Be careful, Matt. Careful about playing with your toys, okay? Did you just mess everything up? You look freaked out, Matt. Did you just mess up all of your stuff? Did you just mess everything up? It looks like Matt just messed everything up. <laughs> okay, well, I guess we're having some technical difficulties here. I'm not really sure if this will be included in the episode at all. Uh, it's pretty much a... Uh, no! So it looks like Close. looks like you've no. you've kind of goofed it up, and now I don't. Hello. There. Just turn it off. It's off now. I had to close the whole program. Holy. Yeah. Holy God. Okay. Let's let's go. Let's go again from there. From after you finished your introduction. Okay. Okay. Yeah.